The following program has been pre-recorded and is paid programming. Securities offered through Peak Brokerage LLC. Member FINRA SIPC Investment Advisory Services offered through Independent Solutions Wealth Management. The financial guys in Independent Solutions are not an affiliate of Peak Brokerage Services LLC. The political views on this show do not reflect the views of Peak Brokerage. This show is not intended to provide specific legal, tax, investment, or other professional advice. Please consult a professional for your specific situation. This radio show is for informational purposes only and is not intended to solicit or recommend any particular security. The information discussed is obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but its accuracy and completeness are not guaranteed. I don't put companies here in New York anymore. Those states are uninvestable. The policy here is insane. The taxes are too high. Some pushback from our our elected officials in New York on that. It's going to take Kathy Hochul. Yeah. I'll debate them any time of the day you want. Uh, We would love to talk about AOC. She's great at killing jobs. She kills jobs by the thousands. It's the Financial Guys Radio Program with local financial experts, Glenn Wiggle and Mike Lomas. All righty, welcome back. Financial Guys Radio Show here on the Financial Guys Media Network. Mike Sparaza, Mike Lomas in studio today. A lot to get to, a few guests coming on. Mike, I do want to start, though, with the debate stage because we had our fourth and final debate this week. I'll be honest, I didn't watch the whole debate this week. I did some clips on Twitter, but... I didn't watch any of it. So. Yeah, I, I can't listen to the same thing over and over again. They didn't hit topics again, though. Like you know, They talked a lot about Trump. They yeah, did, they, they did. did a whole segment on Trump. They That's did. awesome. He is such a media... Yeah. Uh, I mean, he's he's figured it out, right? Yeah. Like, he's not even there, yeah. and he's there. <laughs> yeah. he, he, he does well with getting attention on himself. And the night before... He did a town hall with Sean Hannity, and I thought he looked great. Again, I know I'm a, a Trump enthusiast here, but he did look great. The debate stage, though, Mike, the problem is we've all heard of what they feel. They're just bickering back and forth. There's no real value after one or two of them, I think. Like, this is the fourth one. I, I just don't know what we're doing anymore. Yeah, they're so far behind him. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. I, I, it was the wrong timing for DeSantis. Probably the wrong time for Vivek, although I think he would be a great vice presidential yeah. candidate. Uh, Christie obviously is getting paid off. Um, yeah. Nikki Haley, she's been making money since she's been in this thing. So yeah. she's figured out how to, uh, that, uh, it's amazing. Like how you, you really have to ask yourself, like why people would give her big money. You know what I mean? Like they you, continue you're, to. you're so far behind folks like Donald Trump. Why in the world would you write big checks? Like I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't say, okay, you have almost, you have a 0% chance of being the nominee and I'm going to stroke you a check. So what's up with that? Like, what is she bringing back for these people in their districts and their hometown that they would do that for? I, I don't know, but what I can tell you this much is DeSantis' numbers obviously have cooled. He at one point was at 30%. He's down to like 10 12%. Yeah. I don't know if it's the, the donors panicking, Mike, to now say we need to find somebody else because they're not voting for Trump and they're not giving money to Trump. The donors panicking. I don't know if that's it. But what I will say about the donors, Mike, the donors are so out of touch with everyday Americans want. That's my problem with the donor base. They're giving money to a candidate like like Nikki Haley, who is pro-war and, and really will get us into a world war. I truly believe that. Donors have given money to Joe Biden, who is the worst president in American history. They don't have any sense of what people like you or me feel like ever. Well, people like Joe are giving money to Ukraine because it seems to end up back in their bank account True. somehow, right? So. Which is absolutely amazing. Number one reason why Trump is up, number one reason, is yeah. because they see the attack on him. Many conservatives feel like, okay, that you're attacking me, right? When you're showing up at Mar-a-Lago at 5 o'clock in the morning, but you couldn't be bothered as Joe Biden has boxes of stuff in his garage, yeah. right? We have a $250,000 wire that went directly from China to, the Biden, to, uh, to Joe's uh, bank account. They couldn't be bothered with that. Yet they're going to go back and try to attack Donald Trump for his real estate dealings 20 years ago. 
Anybody with common sense says this is attack on freedom. It's an attack on capitalism. It's an attack on what he knows and what he might stop for these people who have made records amounts of money from uh, from the garbage. I do have a clip later in the show, Mike, of Joe Biden getting asked about the lies of his son and what he says that actually is going on. So I'll play that later in the show. Yeah. Um, I do want to go back, though. Let's talk about Vivek for a second, because I, I really do believe, I know he's a, a clickbait monster right now where he says things to, to get the clickbait, but he's telling the truth. Yeah. I'm going to give you this example right now first. He talks about the 2020 election. He talks about you know, January 6th and things that age things that we've talked about in the past in the show. So I'll, I'll play him yeah. first. He, he's, he's telling the truth and he's, he's appealing to a lot of conservatives like me, right? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for telling the truth. By the way, nobody knew even knew who this guy was. They didn't even know he existed right. a few months ago. Yeah. And, and he is pulling numbers now. With all three of my other <laughs> colleagues yeah. on this debate stage is all three of them have been licking Donald Trump's boots for years for money and endorsements. Ron DeSantis, you've been a great governor, but you would have never been one without actually begging Donald Trump for that endorsement. And you attacked him in your Nikki book Hayley. a year ago. Same thing with Chris Christie as a lobbyist, begging them for COVID money for his special interests in New Jersey, prepping him for the debates last time around. These people are now Monday morning quarterbacking some decision he made. I think the real enemy is not Donald Trump. It's not even Joe Biden. It is the deep state that at least Donald Trump attempted to take on. And if you want somebody who's going to speak truth to power, then vote for somebody who's going to speak the yeah. truth to you. Good for you. Why am I the only person Good on the stage, at least, who can say that January 6th now does look like it was an inside job? That the government lied to us for 20 years about Saudi Arabia's involvement in 9-11. That the great replacement theory is not some grand right-wing conspiracy theory but a basic statement of the Democratic Party's platform, that the 2020 election was indeed stolen by big tech, that the 2016 election, the one oh, that okay, thank you. won for Enough sure, the truth. Close, 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 close. Okay, thank you. Enough of the truth. <laughs> okay, so, I mean, you know, that's Trump the type of stuff. And again, like, my point about the There's a reason why that's I'm what Americans like you and I want to hear. Yeah. Even if it's even if it's harsh, even if it's tough to hear, well, it's honest. It's honest. It's honest. Yeah. I mean, look at we we have proof that the that big tech did steal that election, right? I mean, you had Twitter suppressing stuff, Facebook suppressing stuff. Anything conservative was out of the question, right? But if you had the left wing garbage, maybe have at it on Twitter, have at it on Facebook. Now, of course, Twitter has been is now more fair and balanced at this point, uh, which is just outraging the left. I mean, yeah. you know, you can't have a discussion with them. Everything is screaming and yelling and crying and and uh, and, and whining instead of actually being able to sit down and, and talk about the facts. Uh, is it Charles Charlie Kirk? Yeah. I mean, he literally goes out to the college campuses and tries to have a very. I, and he, I give him tons of credit because he's so calm and mellow, and, but all they do is scream and yell at him. They scream and yell at him. And, yeah. you know, what are going to get you out of here? Well, I thought these campuses were all about free speech. But by the way, did you see the president of, of Harvard uh, last week <laughs> just getting hammered, which yeah. she deserved, right? It's, it's amazing what these campuses have turned into. The good news is, is that not all, but many of these colleges are starting to lose uh, uh, enrollment. And yeah. the good news is, is you're starting to see more and more kids go into trade schools, go into other types of professions, as opposed to getting into, you know, a philosophy degree or a, uh, 
you know, a, 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 some other degree basket that's just, weaving. yeah, basket weaving that has nothing to do with, uh, you know, transferring their, their energy into something that's going to actually pay their bills. I will tease another clip later. I do have the college universities clip. Glenn and I talked about the podcast this week, Mike, every, every university that they, they questioned, uh, every president sounded terrible on this. Yeah. Uh, real quick, before we, we go to a, a quick break, I do want to play one more Ramaswamy clip. This is him attacking directly Nikki Haley. Um, she looked as uncomfortable, Mike, as a human could look at this moment. Uh, and, and he brings up a great point because he's asking a question essentially about Ukraine and the funding and, and a potential world war starting there. And he asks her a simple thing, name me three regions of Ukraine. What's awesome about this is they're always attacking somebody new for not having experience. Right. In my opinion, the experience is what's been the problem, right? Yeah. You being there for 40 years and not doing garbage yeah. with your 40-year uh, track record is exactly the problem, right? You can't tell me that if Vivek is not qualified. You run a company and you build things the way he's built them. He is way more qualified than 99.9% .9 of people. Yeah, how's the uh, experience for Joe Biden working out? Okay, man. So foreign policy experience is not the same as foreign policy wisdom. I want everybody at home to know that I was the first person to say we need a reasonable peace deal in Ukraine. Now a lot of the neocons are quietly coming along to that position, with the exceptions of Nikki Haley and Joe Biden, who still support this, what I believe is pointless war in Ukraine. And I think those with foreign policy experience, one thing that Joe Biden and Nikki Haley have in common is that neither of them could even state for you three provinces in eastern Ukraine that they want to send our troops to actually fight for. Look at that. This is what I want people to understand. These people have, I mean, she has no idea what the hell the names of those provinces are, but she wants to send our sons and daughters and our troops and our military equipment to go fight it. So reject this myth that they've been selling you, that somebody had a cup of coffee well, stinked at the too, UN and right makes $8 million said, bucks after. Christie, the biggest foreign policy experience you have is a bridge between New York and New Jersey. That's <laughs> <laughs> he, was, uh, he was on fire last night. Uh, folks, we are coming up against a quick break, though. If you need us throughout the week, 833-FIN-GUYS. Don't forget, download the Financial Guys app today. Go to your favorite app store, uh, Google, Android, or, or Apple Store. Download the Financial Guys Media app, turn on the notifications, you'll get all of our podcasts, our morning show, and our weekly radio show on Saturdays at 1 p.m. Uh, we will be right back after this short commercial break. Follow the Financial Guys on social media. So easy, even a liberal can do it. All right, welcome back. Financial Guys Radio Show. Mike Sparaza, Mike Lomas in studio. We do have a special guest on the live line right now, Pat Hotung, a building owner and business owner. Pat, developer. Yeah. Yes, yes. I guess, yeah, he's got a lot of titles. He's got a lot of titles, a lot of titles. <laughs> Pat, how are you today? I'm good, thanks. How are you guys doing? Pretty good. We're awesome. Pat, uh, would you mind just telling everybody a little bit about your background? You own a bunch of real estate in the Buffalo market here. Uh, the mall downtown and just a bunch of different development. But I, I, you know, I had the opportunity to have lunch with you uh, a week or two ago and it was, it was a, just a cool background. I mean, so maybe you could just tell everybody a little bit about your roots and how you ended up in Western New York. Um, okay. Uh, well, originally, you know, I'm from Hong Kong, from a Hong Kong Chinese business uh, family, a real estate family. Um, I, well, it's a kind of a long story, but, but I came, uh, was born in the United States, grew up in Hong Kong, um, uh, educated in the U.S., went to law school, Georgetown, uh, got into real estate, wanted to get into real estate, was working as a broker and, frankly, struggling. It's, it's, a, hard, it's a hard way to make a living. Um, and then uh, an opportunity came along in Buffalo to buy a million square feet, basically two full city blocks uh, from uh, 
court to church street but, uh, between Maine and Pearl, uh, that whole complex. Uh, we bought the Liberty Building, uh, Main Place Mall, Main Place Tower. And uh, uh, as I said, I was, in the, I was working as a broker uh, in the D.C. area and, and not really happy about it. Um, and, uh, you know, my father said, hey, do you want to uh, work for the family, come up here and go up to Buffalo and and, and, and handle that? And I said, yeah, um, basically, um, it's kind of funny. At the time, my father was had grave reservations about my getting involved in the business and doing real estate. And I think that, you know, living in Hong Kong uh, and being as worldly as he was, he kind of felt that, you know, Buffalo was kind of a, what shall we say, the Siberia of America. And then if, if, I, if I went to Buffalo and I screwed it all up, no one in Hong Kong or London or New York City would, would know about it and that we could, we could kind of keep that quiet. <laughs> That's funny. Why, yeah. why, why Buffalo? I mean, at that time, you know, what, what, uh, what analytics, you know, what were you looking at to say, okay, you thought the real estate market was, you know, a good buy at that point? We, we, you know, we, 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 at the time we thought we stole the property. It was owned by a, a Canadian UK, uh, kind of insurance conglomerate named Hammerson. And, and we, we paid 15 bucks a foot. We bought it for $15 million. And, and at the time we thought, oh man, you know, for, for a million square feet or even, well, even any, any amount, just, you know, $15 a foot is just dirt cheap. And, yep. and Buffalo was struggling. And, but we felt that, Hey, Buffalo's the second biggest city in New York state. Uh, the state isn't going to let it go down. It isn't going. It's going to. It's going to come back. It, it's and, and and prices will improve. Values will improve. And so at the time we we thought it was a great investment. Um, turns out, uh, you know, those Canadian guys. I, th- I think they summed up. They knew Buffalo uh, as as better than a lot better than we did at the time. And and really, we bought it at fair market value. Although a lot of other people might disagree with that. Yeah. But, what um, was the year of that, Pat? That was. Um, we closed November 1st, 1995. 1995. So, so yeah. maybe, and I'm going to jump around here a lot, but yeah, fast sure. forward now, yeah. because here's what I'm hearing. And I, I, you know, we go out to Rochester, yeah. Syracuse market. It's all the same story, right? Whether it's Buffalo, Rochester, Syracuse, we're yeah. all dealing with these. Uh, and this is not you. This is me, left-wing lunatics that continue to, to sort of run New York State. Uh, fast forward a few decades, and now I'm hearing that Buffalo is just cranking. And that all the commercial real estate is so, so you're, you're, you know, you, now you look like a genius because uh, your occupancy rates are at, you know, 99%, and, no. you know? Yeah. No, not at all. I'm half empty. Half My empty. buildings are half empty. Half literally. empty. So it's funny half because that, that's not the yeah. story that I hear from Democrats. That's who's running the, the town and the, and the state. I hear that, you know, everything is booming after they put that park down on the waterfront. I hear that everything is great. It's the hottest real estate market in the country. No, that, that 50% occupancy rates, that's tough to, tough to swallow. Yeah. yeah, for me. And, you know, I mean, other guys are probably doing better, but and other guys are probably doing worse. So, yeah. so um, um, you know, you look across the street to the AM&A's building, uh, you know, that's kind of been installed, uh, stalled, empty, trying to rehab, rehabilitate it for, uh, I don't know, 10, 20 years now. Oh, I think they're finally going to give it up. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. I was going to say, Pat, I used to live in the building across from the AMAs eight years ago, and they were starting with the scaffolding out there and starting to do that. That's still not done yet or looked at there? No, it's, t- it's totally stalled. I heard something. I don't know if the city's going to condemn it or somebody's going to, I heard, I forget, I, I apologize. I, I heard something about that just a couple of weeks ago. Um, but, you know, they, I met them, oh, oh, oh pre-COVID, it had to be three, two, three years before COVID. And, you know, they came over, they wanted to buy my project. And, and they just, you know, one guy showed up and literally wearing an undershirt. 
Um, I was like, what? I'm, you know, I'm in a suit and tie. I was like, I'm, you know, professional. Yeah. Uh, but then they, and they just, they did not seem to have their act together at all. And there was always a question of, oh, they're very well financed, but they can't get their money out of China. Um, and that was the story over and over with them. And, and, and looks like they never did get any money out of China. And then it was owned by, I forget, a, uh, a Greek or a Turkish guy. And he was involved in a partnership with them. And then, and then they were all suing each other. So, but last I've heard, you know, it was, uh, and then uh, I want to say um, uh, uh, the, the Savarino w- w- got involved, uh, um, and he was gonna, he was gonna kind of get them on the right, on the you know straight and narrow, and, and I don't know, but. Um, yeah, it's been an ongoing. Well, it's funny we've been doing radio for twenty five years, and for a while we had the. Uh, the pool of when will the AMA's building be developed? And because every year you had a politician that would come out and say, All right, I'm the one that's going to push this thing forward. And it just never seemed to go anywhere. Um, specifically, yeah. if you could talk a little bit about Erie County, I mean, you're, you know, I, I don't, you, you want a pretty decent percentage of, of the inner city real estate there. You know, I, I hear people like, uh, I'll just throw names out, Mark Polenkar yeah. is telling me that, you know, they've been so business friendly. Is that the experience that you've had with Erie County? <laughs> well, no, I don't know if you saw the article in the paper a couple of weeks ago, but, you know, Polenkar is, is anything but friendly. Uh, he, he is, he is, he, I, in fact, I, I guess I'd say he's, he's, he's gone out of his way intentionally for years and years to hurt me, hurt my business. Uh, I'm not sure why, maybe because I'm a libertarian, um, maybe he's just, I, I, I don't know, but I had... I will say, you know, Dennis Gorski is probably one of the first politicians I ever met. And Dennis and I got along great. Uh, Joel Jumber and I got along great. Uh, Chris Collins and I got along great. Uh, you know, not only is there, are they the you know, Erie County executives, but, you know, we're really kind of next door neighbors. And a lot of times if there was a fire drill or something, their guys would uh, go, go across the bridge and come into the mall. And, and um, but Poland cars, he's, he's a different story. You know, he's, in my opinion, just, you know, he is not at all business friendly. He is uh, about, he's about the most unfriendly politician I've ever met when you get right down to it. Yeah. I, I couldn't, I couldn't believe when he was uh, attacking new era cap. I mean, they have been, you know, just, just everything Buffalo, right. I mean, they could very easily and, and rightfully so have taken their headquarters and moved it anywhere in the country. Um, you know, get ta- better tax breaks, you know, less, less garbage, uh, they sponsored the Buffalo Bills stadium, and then he's attacking them because, you know, they had to lay off some people. And that just shows you how totally incompetent he is. I mean, not ever running a business, not understanding that there is times where things get tight. And unfortunately, you do need to lay off people. And there's times where things are great and you need more people. But, you know, he was down there protesting. I just can't imagine a county executive protesting a business that's been you know, that has, uh, you know, had their headquarters here for, for decades. Um, so, oh, sorry. This, you know, not too bad mouth all Democrats, but, you know, it, it just seems to me partly they just don't understand business. They don't understand. They're, they're, they're people that tend to operate more on emotion than on common sense. Yeah. And I, I wouldn't trust Mark Polenkars to successfully run a sidewalk Kool-Aid stand yeah. and make money. That's, that's, you know, that's his app. He has no aptitude for business whatsoever. And he just doesn't get it. And he'll never get it. Yeah. That's just, that's part of his personality or makeup, whatever. Yeah. Can I ask you about, yeah. um, you own real estate in other markets too, Chicago, uh, San Francisco, um, you know, what has your experience yeah. like been there? I mean, and, you know, looking over, like, let's say the country, you know, if you could just move your properties 
anywhere, you know, would you stay where they are? I, I mentioned Chicago and San Francisco because I know yeah. you own properties there. But, you know, I, I look at, you know, we do a lot of business down in, in South Florida. We have two offices down there, probably going to uh, shortly have a third office down there. And it, it just seems like things are just so much easier down there than they are here, right? You just don't have the permits and inspection and all the garbage that you do. And I, I just, what's your experience in these other markets? Yeah. I, don't, I don't know about the permitting process. I suspect it's a lot easier than Buffalo. I and mean, I guess I know to a little, to a, yeah, we have, we have, we have, you know, major investments in, in New York City, uh, Chicago, and, and San Francisco. And, and, and pre-COVID, um, you know, frankly, it was, we'd sit around, we'd kind of talk about where, where we're going to invest, what we're going to do. And, and it was, uh, I couldn't, I could never honestly uh, put Buffalo forward as saying, hey, let, let, let's, let, let's, let's invest here. Let's do more here. It's, it was just, you know, and then part of that was the city. It wasn't all the county, but part of that was the city and, and, and it's this whole kind of myriad of issues but no buffalo was not a good investment at least not for us so we invested we invested heavily in the 25 plus years i've been here in pretty much every market in the country except buffalo hmm. um it just doesn't make sense it doesn't make financial sense to to, to, to invest here where it's just well there's whole you know people are leaving buffalo people are leaving new york state uh, yep. the taxes here are outrageous the education the public education system here is terrible in in my opinion and people and they kind of tout all the time how good the public education system is yeah. here both you know amherst clarence buffalo west End. No way. It, it is terrible, I think. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. It's uh, funny because for years they hung their hat on that, right? That, well, yeah. you know what? Yeah, we, we have the taxes here. Florida doesn't, but our educational system is better. Uh, Florida, by the way, is now number three in SAT scores. I think uh, New York's down to like 38 or 39. Hey, Pat, we got to take a quick break. Would you hold okay. with us for another sure. segment? Yeah, sure. All right. Sure. Appreciate it. All right. Perfect. We will be right back, folks, after a short commercial break. We are here with Pat Hotong, a building owner and business owner here in the Buffalo, New York market. We will be right back. You all should need to know that America is not sending their best and brightest, you know, to Washington, D.C. Two minutes later. My message to the, the CEOs the CEOs is at $74 million, you know, collectively earning that, you know, how many yachts can they need, you know, to, to, yacht, to ski behind it? All right, welcome back to Financial Guys Radio Show on the Financial Guys Media Network. Mike Spraz and Mike Lomas in studio. Remember, folks, if you need us throughout the week, 833-FIN-GUYS. We are your one-stop financial shop. All things finances, all things insurance. Mike, we got about 85 different departments in this office that you and Glenn have uh, built over the last 25 years. It's been a, a quite quite the experience being here, and it really does help clients all over western New York, Rochester, South Florida. And I guess all over the country. Yeah, Rochester point, right? has been a big, big market for us. Yep. So really do appreciate all the help there. Uh, Medicare season, record Medicare season with our yep. AHIP certified reps. So, yep. uh, but turning 65, it's not over yet, folks. Turning 65, you need help. Think of the financial guys with uh, all your Medicare needs. So independent AHIP certified reps. And of course, financial planning when it comes to whether it's your 401k plan or your uh, your your IRA accounts, we can help you with that. Again, 833-FIN-GUYS. Crazy to think Medicare season's already over. Every I know. Year it starts and then it's over before you know it. Yep. Um, all right. We are still here with building owner, business owner, Pat Hotung, talking a little bit about the Buffalo, New York market for real estate, other markets that you're in. Pat, I, Mike asked you a question before, and I guess my my question, you know, some of the other areas like in California, how, how do how does real estate ever even appreciate in a, in a place like uh, San Francisco? Maybe it doesn't, but in a place like San Francisco right now where people are literally crapping on the streets and shooting heroin right in front of the public. Uh, they sure are. I was, I was literally just there last week, uh, or for Thanksgiving week. Um, so let me just kind of back and say, you know, pre-COVID, 
you know, you could actually make money in San Francisco. You could make a lot of money. There, there were, you know, things were booming and growing and, and, and rents were going up and prices were going up. And so we made a major investment in San Francisco a year or two before COVID. Um, and, and, th- and it was, you know, sailing along wonderfully. Uh, you know, after, now COVID, hit, you know, and we're basically in commercial office uh, buildings. We, we don't really don't do multifamily. We don't do industrial. We've got a little bit of retail. We don't do too many malls and stuff, but we, you know, we're, we're primarily uh, in the office market. And so, you know, I said kind of all bets are off after COVID, but, and, and so San Francisco, uh, I was there a week ago. It is doing horribly. Um, I mean, it, it just, yeah, we, I went first day I was there the first thing in the morning, went to look at my building and there was a, pile i mean a pile of crap in front of uh, a recently vacated store i mean it's just it was the biggest it was the biggest pile of crap i've ever seen it was, it was like it came out of a horse i mean it was just oh my so, god so how much for the homeless not eating huh yeah yeah how could how much come out of one human being i just like wow and, yeah that, that's so my, that's a mental yeah. illness right i, I yeah. mean that's I, a i think i when we were having lunch i said how do you how do you fix this stuff and i, I think your answer was i don't know if you do right well, I think the whole city is mentally ill. I got to tell you. I mean, you got some some conservatives and libertarians and Republicans, and you know they're okay. But but you know, I'm walking down the street, and, and there are just literally hundreds, if not thousands, of homeless. I mean, just kind of screaming at the moon, screaming at the walls, kind of homeless people just around. Uh, and then you look at the kind of quote unquote normal people, and, and to me, they were just like I'm looking at them. I'm thinking, you know, you're just you're one degree removed from being hospitalized yourself because you voted for all this, right? This is right. your city. How do you let this happen? How right. do you live here and live with yourself? I, I don't know. It was yeah. Was well, that, that's what doesn't make any sense. You know, the homeless people. Uh, I mean, of course, a lot of folks are going to laugh and say when I say they don't vote, right? They don't know. They're just they're mentally ill. Many of them. Yep. They're strung out on yep. heroin. They're not waiting yep. for you know the Tuesday that they can show up and pull the lever for Joe Biden. But of course, the argument might be, well, yeah, they are actually voting, but they're not voting themselves. But but still, there are supposedly sane people walking around these cities, whether it's New York City or San Francisco, and they're they're still voting for this. I, I just I can't well, yeah. imagine. You wouldn't want change. I can't imagine you wouldn't want something else when you're walking down the street and you walk in front of your building and somebody has defecated on the sidewalk. I mean, it's just gross. Yeah, it is. I, 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 I don't know. You look at them. You can kind. Of, you tell. Oh yeah, they're blue voters. You can tell. Yeah, they're they're all about sensitivity and and feelings and and all the rest of it. I yeah, I, I'm about sensitivity and feelings as as long as I don't have to step <laughs> in somebody's feces. I mean, holy cow. Well, and the thing yeah. I would say too is, I mean, this is like a lot of issues, right? I mean, you look what's happening at our southern border right now. How in your right mind could you defend Joe Biden and the and the left on their handling of our border? Yet people do every day, right? So I mean, I think it's whether it's mental illness, whether it's uh, the border, whatever it is, I, I think people just, if it's not in front of their door, Mike and Pat, I think they just kind of say, well, I, who cares? No, I think, I think with these guys, it's all about emotion. It's, it's, it's they don't, they just can't say no. They're, they have this kind of overwhelming need to express and, and get out their emotions. And they don't think to themselves, hey, you know what? If I said no, maybe it's just an inability to say no to certain things that, because you, you, then other things can get better. The whole thing can get better. But as long as you just, anytime anyone, you know, 
let they're just letting people get away with. I think just too much because they can't say no. They they empathize with them, and I get that. But on the other hand, you're not really doing these homeless people any favors. No, by letting them live the way they live, and by, no. and by letting things go on the way they go on. And I don't think they see that. I don't. That's my opinion. I yeah, know. I know. I agree with you. I think most of it. I think there's a small percentage of Democrats and some Republicans that have figured out that you know these are people that were poor just a bunch of years ago, and somehow they now have a net worth of $50 million, but they didn't produce anything. <laughs> they own no yeah. real estate. <laughs> they, they, they haven't made any widgets. They didn't come up with the new drug that, you know, fixed their, or cured MS, but yet $50 million shows up in their bank account, you know, and it's Republicans and the Democrats that have figured out that some of this is big business. Um, before we let you go, can I ask you, we were talking about San Francisco, but what's your experience with like New York City and Chicago? I mean, is it any different? Well, again, since COVID, you know, basically no one's showing up at work anymore. You know, we, we our buildings, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, uh, we've got maybe between a 35 and 40% occupancy in, in most of our buildings. Monday and Friday, you're talking maybe 5 or 10% of the people that used to come to work show up. Um, and, you know, people are still paying their rents, but you got a lot of guys saying, hey, do I really need to rent office space anymore? Maybe we'll all just work from home. So I, I don't know what's going to happen in terms of the future, but in terms of what's going on now, uh, it's bad. It's, a, it's Frankly, in, in the commercial uh, sector, it's it's a bloodbath. Mm -hmm. uh, things nationwide. It's not just Buffalo. It, it is nationwide. Uh, um, and uh, what do you think about interest rates going up? I mean, where, where are we at a point where we just can't afford that for some of these, for some of these, uh, you know, sleeves of real estate or, or will we get through it? Oh, I think it's going to have a huge impact. It's going to have huge impact in terms of going forward. I think guys are just going to say, I, I can't afford to borrow money at nine, 10, 12% or eight, you know, whatever. I think what around 8% now, but I think of it even at 8%, uh, I, people say, look, you know, I'm not going to do that project. Um, uh, I think you've got a, a potential huge banking crisis coming still. You've, you've got a lot of buildings uh, that people borrowed on that, that money's coming due. And uh, they're not going to be able to refinance because, A, because the value of these buildings, I mean, mine as well, have dropped, I'd say, 50% across the board. Um, meanwhile, you've got mortgages where they where they borrowed money based on, you know, 80, 60, 60% of the value of the building back when the building was worth double what it is today. Uh, how are they going to pay off these notes? What the banks are going to do? I don't know, but I, I, I guess I'm concerned that there's going to be a major banking crisis um, in this country based on all this because the values just aren't there and people, and it hasn't quite happened yet, but I, I heard something like there's $37 trillion in commercial debt worldwide and I, I don't see that getting repaid. I just don't. So the question is who's going to be left holding the bag and, and what's going to happen. And, and the, I don't know what the answer is, but yeah. um, I'd, I'd be concerned. Um, Pat, we so appreciate you spending some time with us. I'm hoping I can get you on maybe quarterly as a, as a regular on the show. I really do appreciate it. So we will let watch. you get back to your family on a Saturday afternoon, okay. but thanks for spending some time with us. buddy. Okay. Nice talking to you guys. Thanks right, again, Pat. Thanks. Appreciate it. thanks. More good news. Uh, we can't pay our loans back in this country. More, more great news on the economy here in America. More great news on, you know, owning businesses here in America, Mike. Buy buildings, do good things for your city, your towns, your country, and uh, it's actually a disaster. So that, that I think, sums up what we all feel every day about, you know, putting in 
you know, extra effort, Mike, into buying real estate or building business or whatever. It just feels like the government at the end of the day and, and the state of America at the end of the day is it's just they they don't care. You do all this work, you do things to to make the economy better, you do things to make real estate better, and they just spit at you and spit in your face, and they you know make excuses for everybody that doesn't do those types of things. So. Um, I hate to be negative, hate to be pessimistic, but that's where we are. Yeah, right well, it's funny because there's definitely, as, as Pat said, there's definitely parts of the economy that are doing exceptionally well, right? <laughs> right? Whether it's the condo market, the residential real estate market, commercial real estate is taking a hit. It doesn't help when you have properties in places like Buffalo, Rochester, or you have county executives that are not willing yeah. to support, you know, uh, they, they should be fighting for tax breaks. They yeah. should be fighting for uh, all kinds of deregulation yep. to help these people new do what they need to do, whether it's to refurbish some of these properties uh, or uh, or at least be able to, you know, be cost effective with the rents. So maybe these occupancy rates can go from 50% to 70%. Instead, they're doing just the opposite. You know, yeah. in this town, you got Mark Poland cars, you know, being an idiot out there protesting with the people from uh, um, New Era Cap at the time. Uh, by the way, did you see the taco place? Uh, yeah, this week? yeah. They unionized. We should <laughs> yeah. talk more about that. What yeah, a joke. We'll that next segment, One yeah. of them said, uh, you don't know how mentally stressful this is. Like yeah. you make tacos for a living. Yeah. You know, you have no idea what stress is. I mean, yeah. You think stress is making tacos and saying, would you like to upsize your Coca-Cola? Yeah. What a joke. Oh my God. There's five people in line. What are uh, we going to do? I know yeah, what yeah, a yeah. joke. None of those jobs yeah. were meant to be career jobs. Yeah. By the way, the very places that these people profess to fight for are the ones that are going to get hurt, right? Yep. That taco place will go somewhere else. They won't go yep. in North Buffalo. They'll nope. be in, in a suburb or or pr more likely they'll be down in South Florida where they don't need to deal with this garbage. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit about that, Mike. I also want to talk about Kevin McCarthy leaving Congress. Uh, at he the never end of the month. quit. No, he's he's doing something. I'm telling <laughs> you that right now. We'll miss him. Uh, we'll miss him, yeah. All right, folks. You guys throughout the week, 833 Fin Guys. Download the app today, Financial Guys Media app. We will be right back here on the Financial Guys Media Network. You're listening to the Financial Guys. I mean, you want to talk about just smacking you as a taxpayer right in the face. Now, here's Glenn Wiggle and Mike Lomas. Hey, welcome back to Financial Guys Radio Show. Mike Sparaza, Mike Lomas here today. Mike, we uh, teased before the break. Let's come back to uh, unionization here in Buffalo, New York. What was it? Elmwood Taco Subs? Is that what the place was? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't even remember Let what it was. Let me see. Uh, it was... It was was it Elmwood? I, it had to be Elmwood, right? Of course, it was Elmwood, right? I, I'm pulling your. Uh, article by the way, there was here. another article this week about um, uh, the violence and the fighting going on in downtown Buffalo. Yeah, shocking. and how many of the business owners, or hospitality workers, say student fights in downtown Buffalo are hurting business. So you've got student fights going on, and student fights. Uh, I, I, like when I went to college, like the, what, we weren't fighting. Like mm. I, I, I mean. I, we had jobs to do. I, I did, uh, you know, I'd like go to school uh, trying to get good grades and then I'd go to work after, right? I didn't have time to like hang out in the park and, and get in fist fights with people. So I'm sure it is down in, yeah, it is, right? Is it down in Elmwood? Yeah. Elmwood Taco. Elmwood Taco. Yeah. There yeah. you go. Right. Yeah. So Elmwood Taco, I'm sure these people are not making a trillion dollars running a taco shop on Elmwood Avenue. Not even close. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, and, you know, some of these places, most of these places, by the way, they, you know, margins are four, five percent, six percent. I yeah. mean, you get idiots like this who are out protesting instead of walking down the street. Now, part of it, as they said, they wanted to be treated fairly. Uh, sometimes they don't get enough hours. Okay. Well, go, go. I mean, there's a taco joint right down the street. Nothing says you can't work at two places, right? But I mean, 
many of us, as we were growing up, had four or five jobs at one point, not, not, uh, or, you know, two or three jobs anyways, uh, uh, to I try to a, fill the hours. I do have an idea, Mike. I know it sounds crazy, but if you're not getting enough jobs at the local taco or enough hours, at the local taco place, maybe just maybe go get a full-time job. Yeah. Right. Like that would probably be a start, right? Yeah. Like, well, you're by the way, they're, they're, well, their transgender theory studies at uh, XYU's university didn't make them employable anywhere. So now they're at the Elmwood taco shop driving them nuts. Uh, you know, it's just so sad. I mean, you know, they're trying to Elmwood taco. I don't know. The owners have nothing about no, no, no clue, but you're trying to, you know, do something good for the neighborhood, right? Be a part of the neighborhood, revitalize that neighborhood for a long, long time. It was garbage. You know, it's got some energy coming to it. The last thing this this town needs and the last thing Elmwood Village needs is these, you know, whiny babies crying that they got to make tacos and they're not making enough money. It just it's sickening. What happened to the days uh, when I used to work at a local putt-putt place back in the day? If I asked my boss, hey, I want to work 50 hours a week. And he said, well, this is a part time job. I would have had one of two options, leave or keep my part-time job. Like that's what have happened, yeah, right? I mean, it's so ridiculous. I mean, There's that, a million places down there that are yeah. hiring. And if you really like the taco joint and they're giving you 20 hours, take the 20 hours. I assure you, uh, by the way, any one of you whiny uh, millennial babies, if you want to bet me, I will walk you down that street. We'll videotape it. And I bet within an hour if you don't have a nose t- uh, ring uh, uh, tied to your knee or something like that, or purple hair, oh, yeah, or a pot leaf tattooed to your forehead, yeah. you will get a job that will offset the other twenty hours or thirty hours that you need. I guarantee we should, you could do that within an hour. We should do that. I'll go do interviews, and you'll walk people and teach them how to get a job. We should do that. That would be a great exercise. Yeah, any one of them. Yeah. Now, do in in fact, a lot of these places are. Do you breathe? Okay, yeah. I will hire you because I'm desperate for labor. Yeah. Uh, uh, do you breathe? Yeah. Okay. You're good. Let me fill out the paperwork. Mike, to your point about what's wrong with society and why this continues to happen, I want to bring this up. Glenn and I talk too, about too much welfare, too much free handouts. It has been an argument for decades. If you look at the crumbling of some of our inner cities, you can tie it directly to welfare. If you are poor today, I'm not saying you know it's easy to get rich or or, or wealthy. But it's easy to pay your minimums right now, right? You need yep. to have some kind of a skill set. Uh, I can tell you that uh, I, well, Ann and I were talking before about trying to find somebody to do jobs, whether it's, you know, carpentry work, uh, clean up uh, your backyard, you know, like, uh, I mean, anything like that. It's impossible to find good people. Why? Because nobody wants to go get trained in labor. Or 21% of this state is on welfare, yet you can't find people to work. The problem is welfare. The problem is free handouts. And we've created this society that if you go get a a, a philosophy degree, somehow you deserve to make $300,000 a year because we need this philosophy degrees and we need these philosophy people. Yet, um, you know, nobody wants to work hard and, and bring themselves up by their by their bootstraps because they don't need to. They just go on, you know, go on welfare, collect $45,000 from uh, from the great state of New York. Part of the problem may be education, too, Mike, is here's an example. Ohio State University health course requires that students address their white and heterosexual privileges. Disgusting. So now there's it's not just white privilege anymore. It's if you're straight, you have privilege. So straight privilege is the next thing. I might have just coined that because it says heterosexual. But now, now it's Mike. It's not just white privilege anymore. It's if you're white and straight, you are a bad human being and you have privilege. Yeah, that's right? disgusting. That's what we're teaching in our universities. Yeah. We're not teaching them skills. So when they leave, 
somebody that owns a business would say, hey, I'd like to hire you, right? We're not teaching them skills so they can get out and, and start their own company and earn a living. We're teaching them this kind of garbage. And that's absolutely the problem. You know, the long game for some of these left-wing nut jobs, and they did a good job of it, was to take over the education system, right? Yeah. They did it in high schools, in the middle schools, right? We're going to unionize. We're not necessarily going to care about the children. Don't tell me you do, because if you did, our SAT scores wouldn't be going down. They'd be going up, right? Uh, if you did care about the children, the city of Buffalo, when we asked the teachers to work six more minutes, they wouldn't, you know, <laughs> threaten to go on strike, right? So don't tell me it's all about the kids. Money has gone up in those, in, in, in you know, every one of those places. Yes, they're not tier one anymore. You know, teachers aren't retiring with $175,000 pensions anymore, but they're still making money and they're still getting their increases, even though the grades are going down. Right. So uh, it starts right there. Yep. Starts at our educational system, been a miserable failure. We've said forever, the Department of Education needs to be dismantled. It needs to go away. You need to let the teachers teach. You need to let the districts run their own show. Some of the districts that aren't good are going to fail. Some of the schools that are good should be able to fail, right? And some of the schools that have uh, good grades should be able to be expanded upon and, and you know, move in a better direction. So and move in a, you know, get bigger, run more of the things that work. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I hope that happens, Mike, but I have my doubts because it's too easy to just make excuses and complain. No, and you need you need structured yeah. bankruptcies across this country. You do. You need you need and it's gonna be the, the liberal left run states, right? It'll be the New York states, the Californias, uh the the New Jerseys, the Illinois. Uh, you need some of these places to go bankrupt. I'm not saying that will work. I'm saying that's the hope to start over. Right. Yep. All right. We don't have any more money for your welfare programs. You are going to actually have to get a job because we're totally broke. The bondholders aren't going to invest in the state anymore unless we can prove we can pay our bills. And and hopefully that can be a place to start over again. I'm going to I'm going to play a clip, Mike. This is, again, uh, <coughs> excuse me, an issue with, you know, a lot of these issues. I'm going to this is a National Women's Law Center president, Mike. And the reason I bring this up is because it's all about the same thing, the mental illness that we have across the board in this country with, you know, different rights groups, with college universities, whatever you want to call them. This woman is talking about transgender athletes in sports, Mike, and here are her response to, uh, you know, what, what the solution should be. And success in school sports depends on a whole range of factors, including how hard you work and coaching and access to really good resources and facilities. And trans students participate in sports for the same reason as their kids, because it is fun, because it creates belonging and community, because it teaches so much about persistence and leadership and, and discipline, unless they learn to lose gracefully hopefully so so your daughter wants to go play soccer and she's playing against bob over there who's six foot three <laughs> right she just needs to learn how to lose gracefully Mike. yeah that's that's the thing no right? like, take a volleyball off yeah, your forehead yeah, at 100 yeah. miles an hour yeah, and that's yeah, it's that's yeah, too bad yeah yeah we have to stop pandering to the point zero 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 two percent that's literally what it is right i mean you're talking about when you talk about the transgender uh, uh 
folks. They're they're literally what one percent less than one percent point something percent of this population. Yeah. Yeah. And then you've got a very small fraction of them that think it's a good idea for men to play women's sports, right? But we're pandering to these people, yeah. and, and it's and it's absolutely ridiculous. You know, yeah. uh, do they have do they, do they have concerns, issues, feelings? Yes. Uh, do you are you disre- should you be disrespectful to these people? No. Should they feel threatened? No. Should they be able to play, uh, boys be able to play with girls in sports? No. Should they be able to walk into the bathroom with these, with the, uh, a man walk into a girl's bathroom? No. I, a, a buddy of mine took a picture. He's out of, uh, works out of Washington, D.C., and he walked into a bathroom, or he took a picture of a, of a bathroom <laughs> door the other says, day. Yeah. It was yeah. a transgender bathroom, and on it, it was somebody wrote a note that said, um, please knock, lock doesn't work, right? So now you've got, okay, this gets even better. Right. So a eight year old girl could be in there. A man who's dressed up like a woman walks in. Now there's not even a lock on the door for this eight year old girl to protect herself. This yeah. is, the, the man could just walk in. It's disgusting. These people are mentally ill. It's a mental illness. Um, it, it needs to be treated. Right. I'm not saying again, not saying you don't be a transgender. You be a transgender. Do you you dress however you want to do. Just don't walk in a bathroom when my eight-year-old daughter's there. Don't walk in a bathroom with my six-year-old daughter there. Don't play volleyball against my daughter. You have uh, different skills that my daughters are not going to have, right? And we prove this time and time again when we see somebody swim who wouldn't even rank on the college levels, and then all of a sudden is now a number one division star in women's is swimming, right? I do want to come back after the break, Mike, and play a little of AOC on this topic because AOC knows a lot about everything, Mike. She's very intelligent, uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Very, very uh, shrewd in, in her, her approach to these issues because, you know, she's from New York City and they allow everything there. Uh, folks, you just throughout the week, 833-FIN-GUYS. If you want to uh, check out all of our podcasts, all of our radio shows, all of our morning mic shows, download the Financial Guys app today. Go to your favorite app store, download uh, Financial Guys Media app, turn on notifications so you get notified every single time something new comes out for the Financial Guys. We'll be right back. Hour number two coming your way. The following program has been pre-recorded and is paid programming. Securities offered through Peak Brokerage, LLC. Member FINRA, SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Independent Solutions Wealth Management. The financial guys in Independent Solutions are not an affiliate of Peak Brokerage Services, LLC. The political views on this show do not reflect the views of Peak Brokerage. This show is not intended to provide specific legal, tax, investment, or other professional advice. Please consult a professional for your specific situation. This radio show is for informational purposes only and is not intended to solicit or recommend any particular security. The information discussed is obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but its accuracy and completeness are not guaranteed. My son did nothing wrong. I did nothing wrong. And it turns out he did not do a single thing wrong as everybody's investigated. First of all, my son has done nothing wrong. I trust him. I have faith in him. And it impacts my presidency by making me feel proud of him. And the lie detector test determined that was a lie. It's time to talk money. It's the Financial Guys radio program with local financial experts Glenn Wiggle and Mike Lomas. All right, welcome back. Financial Guys radio show, hour number two here. Mike Lomas, Mike Sparaza in studio. We are going to go to Phil Provenzano from our Rochester office, a Medicare guru out in the Rochester area. Phil, uh, you, you made it through another year, another year of the Medicare <laughs> season. It is over now. Uh, I guess I'll say, is it over now? Let me start there. Um, it, it, the, there's one part of the enrollment period for Medicare is over. So that's the one that they, you know, constantly have every single commercial on in America about, 
Uh, but then there's another enrollment period running January 1st to March 31st. And, and really in 2020, that came back. It used to be around forever, but in 2020, they actually brought that enrollment period back. And there's a specific reason why. People, evident, you know, people get put on the wrong plan during open enrollment. So the government put this, this enrollment period back in. You know, if you're on the wrong plan starting January 1st, 2024, you still have an opportunity to review with us, make sure that you're, you know, you are on the right plan. So don't just listen to the commercials that the enrollment period's over and that you got to get it in by midnight to, you know, on the, on the, on the seventh. Uh, you can still call us and we can still review all the way through the year. So if I watched one of these celebrity commercials that said I should uh, buy this plan, even though it has nothing to do with Rochester or Batavia or Buffalo, and I did it, I might have a chance of reversing that. You you actually will. So during open enrollment season, I had the, what's the guy, Jimmy Walker. They called the Jimmy Walker commercial. The The guy was from like, I don't even know, Connecticut, who answered the phone. And they were like, oh, yeah, this is the best plan for you. They put the person on a plan. Their, their, their doctors weren't even in the vicinity of, of, of this area. <laughs> right. They went to, they had a procedure. They had to pay out-of-network prices because their doctor was not in network. You know, that's the benefit of working with a local advisor or a person that's actually going to look up your doctors, your drugs, and going to talk about it for you. I mean, I do the same thing for my people that are in Florida. It's not the fact that I have to live in the area where you're, I'm selling. It's the fact that you have to follow a process, and that's what we do. You know, not just like, oh, let me let me sell you this plan because I'm going to get paid. Yeah, I, I will say, Phil, if I saw one more Medicare commercial watching TV over the last three months, it, it's just not. Now I know how you guys feel with like you know lizard commercials and professional quarterbacks insurance <laughs> commercials. Uh, I, I, literally, one of the stations I watch every day at work for news, I, it was a, a, a Medicare commercial every ten seconds. Yeah, uh, they're actually worse this year, I think. Yeah, and then the, the one commercial said the name Martha like fifty-five times, and it was just driving. Well, me and the reason why the commercials are bad, this from my pers- from my standpoint, from doing. My- my job correctly. Everybody calls me and they feel as though they're entitled to additional benefits. And what the commercials are really gearing those commercials to, or those benefits to are for people that are extremely low income. So the commercials are actually making my job more difficult because they're calling us saying, Hey, Phil, you didn't tell me about this. And I say, guys, listen, the first question I ask you guys is what's your income? The reason why that's one of my first questions is I know what benefits you do and do not qualify for. Yeah. So they do, it's a solicitation. I mean, they're yeah. just trying to get you to call and trying to sell you something that you don't need. Absolutely why you should work with an AHIP certified rep. I, cont- I continue to say there's so many people that take their <laughs> Medicare advice from Uncle Joe, Aunt Sally, right? Their best friend, but their best friend... And their uncle and aunt is they're not AHIP certified. They don't have a certification in it. So they really don't know. They don't even know what drugs you're really on or what medications, all this, you know, uh, you know, the, the things that the checklists that you folks go through. So really, and the thing really is, is that every, yeah. And everybody's situation is completely different. Husband, wife, brother, sister. I, I have a person that came in last, you know, last week and, and they said, my brother told me. And I said, awesome. That that's great. Where does your brother live? Yeah, yeah, he right. lived in a completely different state where their plans are literally the complete opposite of ours. Right. 
you just you yeah. gotta. And he's an electrician. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> and, and, oh no, no, no nothing no, against actually, electricians. I mean, I love them. Actually, and that was the other thing that I asked. I said, "Oh, that's funny. What does he do for a living?" And he said, "Oh, I don't know. He, you know, he's been retired for years." I go, "Well, listen, I'm gonna take my advice, you know, to to an expert. Like when my car's broke, I'm taking it to a mechanic. You don't want me working on your car, right? Right. It's just I, you." Everybody's got their role. Everybody's got their job. Just let you know. I have not had one person that's been disappointed with a fifteen-minute conversation that you're going to have this year. Honestly, yeah. real quick, Phil, before we let you go, uh, going into 2024 and beyond, how, how does uh, do people? Should people call you? Is there a reason to call outside of enrollment season? I, I here's what I would say: If you did not get a review or have not done a review either in 2023 or Guys, I'm going to be honest, people don't do this in like five or six years. If you haven't had a review since the day you started with Medicare, just call us in a five-minute conversation with a specific series of questions that I ask. I can tell you if you even need to continue with the conversation. And then also, if you are turning 65 in the 2024 year, you can never be too early. The reason why I'm saying that? The government is so behind with processing Social Security and Medicare applications that it's actually disturbing. I don't believe you. No. How could that be? <laughs> no. So if you need these folks turning 65, you got to think of the financial guys. Still time left. If you signed up for a plan, you're not sure it's the right one for you. Get a second opinion from an AHIP certified rep. 833-FIN-GUYS. Uh, Phil, you're mainly out in the Rochester area, though you come into the Buffalo office and help some of the folks out here. But Rochester's been crazy this year, which is great to see. A lot of good folks out there in Rochester, Batavia, and, of course, here in Williamsville, New York. 833-FIN-GUYS. Appreciate you spending some time with us, sir. All right, guys. Have a good day. All right. Thanks, buddy. 833-FIN-GUYS. Thefinancialguys.com if you want to hop on our website. Real quick, Mike, in the last uh, two minutes or so here, um, Biden did a press conference this week to talk about spending more money in Ukraine. And then he passed another $175 million out there. Well, it's working. It's yeah. working. <laughs> it's yeah, really it's working. Work. And um, by the way, in the same week, a, a mayor, actually a former boxer, uh, Klitschko is the last name, a mayor of Kiev, said that uh, Vladimir Zelensky is, is not any better than uh, Putin right now. Yeah. He is a essentially a dictator in the Ukraine right now. Yeah, watch and see where all that money yeah. goes. The yeah. money's washing back yeah. into the Democrat Party here. Yeah. It really easy. I sound like a broken record. You wanna you wanna stop all these wars? Energy independence. It's common sense. We need to drill for our own oil. We need to be energy independent. We can drive prices down. It will help everyday Americans with better fuel prices. It will make sure that uh, Iran and the terrorist groups are not making records amounts of money. Russia will not be making record amounts of money selling oil to Europe. And, uh, and, and you know, things will be peaceful. They were peaceful under Trump because of economic prosperity. Well, and the fact that, you know, the bullies were under control, right? Like he yeah. knew that they weren't going to, that he was going to fight back. Now, you know, this guy should be in a nursing home and they know that nothing's going to happen. So, in fact, again, we've got ties to, you know, the Biden family and, the, you know, back to the Ukrainian, you know, Ukrainian money laundering and all kinds of good stuff. Yep. That's right. It's a, it's a sad state of affairs because we continue to lose as Americans and that's not how it used to be. And, and to be honest, Mike, we're not winning on very much at this point. 
Um, if you need us throughout the week, folks, 833-FIN-GUYS. We are your one-stop financial shop. You just heard from our Medicare department and Phil Provenzano. We have financial planning, wealth management, life insurance, health insurance, uh, group benefits, home and auto insurance, business insurance, you name it, we have it here at the Financial Guys, a one-stop financial shop. I also do want to tease real quick, Anne Haran and I, and Carly will be headed to uh, Turning Point USA's event in Arizona next week. We will be doing some interviews. Um, a lot of big names going to be there. Donald Trump is supposed to be there. Uh, Dan Bongino, Tucker Carlson, many politicians from across America will be there. We are uh, having a booth on Media Row, so we'll get some interviews. Mm-hmm. And you and Anne. And yeah, of course, big, Ann big and names. I, the, the the biggest attendees of the event, Ann right. and I, um, we will be there next week. I think week. you have more Twitter followers than most of them. So. I, I probably do at this point. Yeah. That, that might be true. That might be true. Um, and then also don't forget about our morning show, 8.15 every single day, or every single day, every single Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and our three podcasts, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. Folks, we'll be right back after this short commercial break. Did you just parachute in from another planet, Mr. Secretary? Because you're the only person in the middle who believes that we're not having massive, massive illegal immigration into America. Senator, you're you're um, you're putting words into my mouth. No, sir. Is, I'm accurately is, describing the situation. There is, all right, welcome back, Financial Guys Radio Show, Financial Guys Media Network. Mike Sparaza, Mike Lomas in studio. We do have another special guest from our office right now, Anthony Zeffler, doing an estate planning seminar Wednesday, January twenty fourth, six p.m. Passing wealth to the next generation with the Stam Law Firm again, uh, folks. If you want to sign up for that, FinancialGuys.com/events. This seminar every time fills up fast, so go online and sign up today. And there will be another one in 2024, but this is the first one, January 24th, 6 p.m. Anthony, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Yeah, real real quickly, just the 50,000-foot view. You guys are going to have Stam Law Firm. I'm assuming they're going to be talking about wills, healthcare proxies, trust, you know, educating people on that. And then you and Charlie, what do you talk about, you know, protecting or strategies to pass money on? Yeah, it's uh, we're, we're going to really touch on a lot of basic estate planning you know you'll hear directly from the attorneys and then uh when charlie and i come in i'm a certified financial planner certified estate planner as well and charlie's been in the business for 43 like 80 years, years. Yeah. yeah he's very old that guy's very old um so so we really try and hit on something that that is relatable for everybody and a lot of people you know they have iras everybody has to take rmds so uh, really it's about leveraging your RMDs, protecting your estate and, uh, really yeah. just, just maximizing what you have to the next generation. Yeah. I don't think, you know, we, I've been calling it the tax time bomb, but I don't think a lot of people realize what the government has been trying to do. They've been acting real nice. So oh, you don't need to take your IRA at 70, 71, 72, 73. Right. But they're trying to push that so that you actually really don't take it, but then your kids take it. And now they have to take it over a 10-year period. And you've got a million-dollar IRA that now you're liquidating over a 10-year period as opposed to a lifetime. That's a lot of taxes, right? And so, you know, maybe there's nothing you can do, but oftentimes there is some, you know, strategies that you can do to sort of minimize some of that stuff, right? Exactly. It's, um, you know, really estate planning is, you know, a lot of people, what is estate planning? You know, it, it's so broad, but but our main thing is, you know, how do we protect what you have? How can we leverage it? And, you know, along the way, if we can mitigate taxes where and when we can, it's it's really going to going to be important because, you know, you work so hard, you sacrifice a lot to accumulate what you have. You know, 
spend the time, you know, you know, take, take that extra time to make sure, okay, where are my assets going? How are they getting there? And what's the best way to accomplish it? Yeah, sounds good. 833-FIN-GUYS, by the way. Now, last time we overfilled the room. <laughs> so this time we're going to cut it off at, what, 70? Is it 70? And say 70, yeah. So the first 70 folks that signed up for this workshop, after that at 71, we'll push you to next quarter. But um, if you're interested in attending this, it will be in the Williamsville office. So last time we did have some folks that drove in from the Batavia area and Rochester area. Um, we're talking about doing some in Rochester, right, in 2024. I think we're going to launch some uh, some uh, workshops out that way. But if you're interested in popping in, again, 833-FIN-GUYS, or you can go to our website, thefinancialguys.com, to register for all that. January 24th, 6 p.m., Passing Wealth to the Next Generation with Anthony my father, Charlie, and the Stam Law Firm here at our Williamsville office. Go online, sign up today. Any final thoughts, Anthony? Nope, it's filling up. So, so don't wait because uh, last time we had a lot of people that that we that weren't able to attend. <laughs> yeah, you do need to pre-register. Last time we had yep. some folks that just showed up, and we love everybody. But it's uh, it's you know the room at uh, our flagship office at three hundred five Spindrift is only so big. So eight three three Fin Guys, if you'd like to register for that, or go to our website thefinancialguys.com. Awesome. Thanks. All right, Mike, what do we want to go to clips? We want to go to more. Yeah, I love clips. All right, let's go to clips. So let's move to uh, let's see here. I'm actually going to play the this is your favorite clip of the week. I think, Mike, the Andrew Cuomo finally figuring out what the hell happened. So good. Andrew is so good. He's so smooth and he's got it all figured out. Right. And he really does. Really does. Listen to him. I'm like, yeah, this guy's figured it out. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Who is in charge that created all this mess? It's it's his problem. Like, the only problem is he's just about three to four years too late. I'm just trying to restart three to four. He's like 30 years too late. (laughs) He was a huge part. Uh, I say huge. He was him and his liberal buddies were a huge part of the 0809 uh, banking crisis. Right. I mean, he was on tape saying, you know what? Uh, People said, hey, Andrew. You're going to cause a banking crisis. These people are not going to pay it back. And he said, I don't care. Then years later, of course, they blamed it on George Bush. But here's Andrew Cuomo himself here. Because they are leaving. Right. They have left. The people who are the most mobile are the people with wealth. Whoa, no kidding. Uh, and we have seen wealthy New Yorkers leave. We what? have. The problem is the wealthy New Yorkers are the New Yorkers who pay the taxes. No what? kidding. Uh, overwhelming. No kidding. Wow. <laughs> the wealthy New Yorkers are the ones actually paying the bills. Well, and they're leaving. Well, now, why did this sort of uh, uh, how did this whole problem speed itself up? Oh, yeah. We had absolutely crazy left wing radical leadership during COVID. Right. The China. Flu. I, you know, it's funny because in the beginning of the show, we had Pat on Hotang about uh, talking about commercial real estate, right? He said, well, it got really bad after COVID. Well, a part of that is, is yes, some people figured out they could work from home. The other part of it is, is these cities, whether it's New York City, whether it's uh, San Francisco or Chicago, the, the left-wing liberals got really, truly exposed in so many ways. Yep. It was the school districts. Boy, I didn't realize that's what my kids were learning. I got the opportunity to see on a Zoom what they were actually teaching these people Monday through Friday. And oh, by the way, I left and I'm now living in Florida, right? Oh, by the way, my kid is now going to a private school. 
Um, I didn't realize as a restaurant owner, as a gym owner, as a, as a whatever business owner, I didn't know that they were so crazy that they would try to shut down my business. I didn't know that they were so crazy that they were going to show up knocking at my front door, trying to give me fines. I'm leaving. I'm moving to Florida, right? That was all exposed during COVID. And you saw the most radical shift in, in the history of the U S of people leaving these States and, and changing the fabric of the country. I, I continue to say, I really believe it's for the better, right? You're going to have States like Florida with more power States with New York with less power. You're going to have States like Texas that are going to gain power. You're going to have States like California that are going to lose power. The misconception was that these people are going to leave these States and they were going to ruin the other States. The opposite is happening. They're leaving. We need those people fighting in New York. You know, the welfare recipients aren't, leaving. They're not leaving and packing their bags and saying, I can't wait to get down to Florida to get a job. They're staying right here in the great state of New York. They're staying right in the state of California. In fact, many of those folks are moving into those places so they can continue to to, uh, to get the benefits. This guy's a joke, though. No, he is. He is. I, I will say this, though, Mike. I, I Gavin Newsom disagrees with everything you just said. As he said in the uh, is that amazing? The debate. If you with, watch the debate with yeah, DeSantis, it's like they just blatantly lie. Like there's people crapping in yeah. your streets. Yeah. No, I don't think so. Yeah. Oh, the crime is way worse in Florida. No, it's not. Yeah. It's at a fifty a fifty year low. Yeah. These are these are facts. It's at a fifty year low. Crime is everywhere yep. in California. They smash windows, car windows, and take what's ever in that car right in front of people. They walk into stores, clear out the Nike sneakers right in front of people. They're not even hiding it anymore. Yep. Right in front of people. Do you want to hear a little more from Paul? Oh, here? I love yeah. it. Yeah. love it. Mainly, it's kind of genius. When you look at where the revenue comes from in New York, it is paid by wealthy New Yorkers. It was paid by wealthy New Yorkers. Can I ask a They're question? They're continuing to leave. How, how could you be this much of a moron? Is that your question? Well, Because he's an absolute moron. This I, is disgusting. I think that's my question, but I'm going to word it a different way. Like, Andrew, th this is not necessarily like breaking for New York. No. Either. Everywhere. Like, common sense. Like, rich people pay taxes. Common I mean, sense. It's common sense. We have lost common sense in the Democrat Party. Common sense sense. Oh, the poor people need tax breaks. They don't pay taxes. You can't give them a tax break. In fact, they're getting money back and they don't pay anything into they the do system. Get a, they do get a tax break. That's right. Cause they get free they money. Get and free they, money. Yeah, they do get a tax break. Yeah. But how could you be this stupid? How could you be this dumb? How could you be in charge of this and watch all this happen and say, well, now it's not my fault. And guess what? The, the, the dummy Dems will vote this guy right back in. They'll We're, vote him right back. You're talking in. about Mayor of New York. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mayor of New York and yeah. win in a landslide. Yeah. yeah. Here, we got about, about a minute left in the segment. I'll play the rest of this. Over 90% of the revenue 90. comes from wealthy New Yorkers. So 90%. when the wealth leaves, it has a dramatic economic impact. And this is how cities historically have gotten into trouble. Mm. You lose the wealth, you lose the revenue. You have less revenue to provide services, it's, it's, quality of life. It's it's a shame this guy wasn't governor. It's a shame. President. Forget right. governor, Mike. The governor. President. No, the state. Yeah. He's yeah. talking about the state. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. a shame he wasn't governor yeah. because yeah. he would have reduced taxes, reduced spending, reduced welfare, reduced regulations. How many years was he governor? And we wouldn't have had 30% of the wealthy leave in the last three years. What was he governor for? 12? Too long. 12 Too years? long. I don't uh, know. I mean, 
this is, and that's why I said President Mike, because the way he's talking, he can fix our debt problem in, oh. in, in America right now. Well, it's absolutely amazing. Yeah. Uh, Biden's did it too, right? Yeah. He's there eight years under Obama. He's there for 50 years before. Yeah. Now he's going to fix it. Yeah. Now he's going to change it. Oh, you don't have the experience. Okay. I do want to come back to Cuomo, though, because his brother made an interesting comment last week. Uh, Mike Spraza, Mike Lomas here on the Financial Guys Media Network. If you yes throughout the week, 833 Fin Guys. Again, don't forget about that seminar, January 24th, 6 p.m. Folks, we'll be right back. Two segments to go here on the Financial Guys Media Network. The Financial Guys. We don't have safe spaces. Financial Guys Media Network. All right, welcome back to Financial Guys Radio Show. Mike Sparaza, Mike Lomas. Just we're having a great talk about Andrew Cuomo and his, um, I guess we'll call it lack of effort and care while he was actually the governor. Now he sounds like he really does care about New York State. And he knows how to fix the problems. As Mike Hayflick always says, they love to make the problems and then tell you they have a solution to That's fix right. the problems. That's right. Um, and his, his solution will be even more of the garbage yeah. that made the wealthy people move. That's right. That's what's so crazy about it. Like his solution will be bigger government. Yeah. Oh, let's yeah. give all the money to Tesla down on the waterfront who, by the way, signs a contract with somebody else who signs a contract with somebody else. Now they've guaranteed, you know, a million jobs, which is never going to happen. They create 400 jobs. They're supposed to owe us, you know, out of the billion dollars, they're supposed to owe us 40 million back. We never even see the $40 million. It's an absolute joke and it's over and over and over again. The left is so mentally ill that they cannot look at the results of their actions ever, yep. ever. Ever. And I, like Pat said, the real estate developer, Pat, Pat Hotel, there, there is a huge group of these people that are just very, they want to help. Their feelings are right, right? They love everybody, and they, but the outcomes aren't there. It's like if you give your child everything, just give your child, give your child, give your child. Oh, you, you, you're, you're upset because you didn't get an A and you got a D because you didn't study. It's not your fault. It's the school's fault. Oh, you didn't make the basketball team, but you've never actually practiced basketball. It's not your fault. It's the coach's fault, right? Oh, you need money for this. You need money for that. You don't need a job, right? Eventually that kid becomes a monster, but you have to eventually take a step back and say, wait a minute, this, <laughs> it isn't working. It's just not working. Look at our cities. San Francisco is filled with uh, human feces. New York City. My wife wanted to take the kids to New York City for maybe a day or two, uh, you know, after Christmas uh, for two or three days. And I, I, we really, we, we sat down and had a conversation about, do we want to do this? Like, yeah. I, I, I don't, I said, I don't, I don't want to take, I don't want to put my kids in harm's way. I don't want them near a subway train. I don't want them, you know, getting, getting robbed or mugged. And I, I just, you know, there's too much garbage going on right now. If Rudy Giuliani was still the, uh, the mayor and, uh, and things were cleaned up the way Rudy cleaned it up, I 100%, let's go see that tree. Yeah. Let's go have a good dinner somewhere and let's just be able to enjoy New York city. I don't trust it anymore. The, how do you not look at the results of their actions and say, okay, enough is enough. Something else needs to have change, yep. but it never does. They can't do it. No, they're mentally ill. Now, <laughs> I will say, Mike, as much as we think that Andrew Cuomo, we know that Andrew Cuomo's full of bull, um, his brother, Chris, who is now with News Nation, mm -hmm. uh, he actually did the debate post, I'll call it the post game show uh, this week. He was on Patrick Bet David's show. I mean, did he do the Republican post debate? Yeah, well, it was it was a, a mixed cast: Republicans, Democrats, Independents on the on the, on oh, the, the Republican debate. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he he actually. Um, he, he I'm surprised the Republican Party didn't ask him to host it. Yeah, well, it's a good point. <laughs> I'm surprised they didn't ask Rachel Maddow to host it. To yeah, be why, not? Um, why not? Or Joy Reid, maybe. No. Maybe Joy Behar from the View. Um, 
So, Mike, this is this is Chris Cuomo talking, and, and I actually I, I I've heard a lot of things, and I watch a lot of clips, but this one was actually shocking to me a little bit. This is Chris Cuomo on Patrick Beth David show talking about Trump versus Biden in a rematch if that were to happen. If you get those two, though, you're going to sit it out, or you're going to go. Oh, if it's if it's Biden Trump, look for me again. Um, we survived a Trump administration. Survived it. Uh, Wait, can you pause that? Yeah. I'm one. so sick yes. of hearing we yes. survived I, it. Yeah. What was the what was what was so tough during that? Was it the protected? What was it? The safe borders? Was that what you survived? Was it the tax breaks? Because I assure you, you got the Trump tax break. He got the <laughs> yeah. Trump tax break, right? And he didn't do his tax return at the end of the year and say, these stupid Trump tax cuts, I'm giving it back. Because there's a little line at the end of the, your tax return that says, would you like to hand over more? Yeah. And I assure you, he didn't check that box, no, right? No, was, no. So was it was it uh, the fact that he was uh, all for making sure we uh, support the police department and making sure we're trying to keep our community safe? What part of the Trump administration? Well, oh, let me guess. Was it the dollar something a gallon in fuel as opposed to four dollars a gallon that you really had to survive your way through? These people are a joke. They're, they're an they, absolute disgusting joke. They're mentally ill. They can't see it. They need help. No, I will say. He does come around here, though, so I, I promise. He does come around with a point here. That He'll come around and watch and see he'll vote for Joe Biden again. Oh, he will, yes. Watch and see yes, he'll support Joe Biden. That's I, what's amazing I, I, about I, He'll be having him on his right. weekly talk show. I, right. I totally agree They got that. money going from yeah. China directly into Biden's pocket, yeah. and they're going after Donald Trump for his real estate dealings 30 yeah. years ago, yeah. and none of that seems to be a big issue to these people. No. Here's more from Chris Cuomo. I don't think there's any greater risk to America with him than with Biden. And for people who are now going to attack me, and say, what are you talking about? Trump is like this crazy man. Oh. Well, look, you know, as Patrick says, the data is the data. It's Nobody crazy. was trying to kill us when Trump was president in a way that they're not now. If anything, there's more hostility. And you can have reasons for that any way you want. I'm just saying existentially, I'm not afraid of a Trump presidency. Mm. Um, existentially. Yeah. I, I will go one step further. Chris, you should hope for another Trump yeah. presidency. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's what all America yeah. should. Here's the thing, Mike. I, I know you like DeSantis, too, and you like Vivek. I'm obviously the resident big Trump guy here. But I, we, to Chris's point, you go look at the data. Two and a half, three percent interest rates. Gas at two dollars, two twenty five. Right. You're a money management guy, Mike. The market was in good shape. Right. Insurance costs. Yeah, they were going up in certain areas, but I I'm in this right now, Mike. Insurance costs have never been worse than we're at right now because they can't get parts. The labor's outrageous. They can't get rental vehicle. I mean, all these issues. These things did. Oh, by the way, two wars, uh, 10,000 people coming oh, over in one day the, over the, the border. The this border week. and the wars are the biggest. Uh, deal, I mean, you right? know, like, the, the economic uncertainty right now, we could blame just as much on Donald Trump as we could on Joe Biden. I've said that for yep, him. He, they pumped in all kinds of money into the PPP loans should have never, ever handled COVID that way. His handling of COVID was really crappy. Right. But to me, I've got two young daughters and I want them to be safe. Safety is the number one key. When it comes to economic prosperity, safety is always number one. I, I, uh, as I, again, some of these examples I've used a million times over the last 20 years, but I think they're just so important, right? You look at the city of Buffalo or the city of Rochester. City of Buffalo, we have an office in Williamsville, New York. We paid millions of dollars, $2 million, over $2 million for a piece of property that we could have very easily gotten just a few miles up the road in the east side of Buffalo for $100,000, right? 
Why did we decide to spend two point something million dollars as opposed to a hundred thousand dollars? It all came down to safety. Yep. Wanted to make sure our clients were safe, our staff was safe. Many of our clients wouldn't have come in if we said, "Hey, look at our office is on the east side of Buffalo. Hey, don't worry about it. We just won't bring you in past three o'clock." Right? I mean, ridiculous. We'll stick so, to Zoom. We'll yeah. So safety <laughs> is key. We yep. can argue about tax policy. We can argue about different things. But if you don't have safety, and that is that's not just a Buffalo, New York example. Go to Rochester. You'll see many financial planners are out in different suburbs. Our our office is in a suburb in, in Rochester, New York. Why? Because I want my clients to be safe. Is the rent more in Rochester? We don't own the building there. You bet you. You bet you. There's some areas in Rochester where they'd give us the, the square footage we want for one sixteenth the price, but it's all about safety. The same is true when you look at a state. Okay, why are some people not going to visit New York City? As I just said, it's all about safety. Why are they leaving New York State? Why are they moving to Florida? A DeSant or uh, 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 Newsom, uh, you know, Governor Hairgel out there. He he, you know, he's a moron. He's an yeah. absolute moron. He's exactly what the left needs because he looks in the camera and he says that's not true. Common sense. Anybody with a brain is watching the videos of what is happening in San Francisco. Anybody with a brain is watching what's happening in Los Angeles. Anybody with a brain knows that the crime is at an all-time high in California, and it's at a 50-year low when it goes to, when it comes to Florida, right? So many people are leaving these places. We had a construction worker. I've talked about this about a year ago. Big construction company left New York City. I said, why did you leave New York City? He said, Mike, we've been there for 50 years. We left because I was so sick and tired of every single day having to literally pack up all my equipment and then hire security guards to be able to monitor this overnight because if we didn't, it was all going to be gone. I said, what did you do? He said, we slowly started migrating down to Florida. Now, we were very blessed in that not only did we move to Florida because it was safer, other people were moving to Florida, and the commercial real estate in Florida is actually very strong. Yeah, yeah. We're looking for another uh, 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 another office down there now and thinking, okay, it's Buffalo, New York. It's Rochester. It's Amherst. There's commercial real estate everywhere. There's not in the state of Florida, yeah. uh, specifically in the Palm Beach areas where we were looking. Rents are up. Things are good. And so his business and their business, they were actually to sort of be able to reconstruct that down in Florida, and they're doing exceptionally well. But the number one reason they left was all about safety. Yep. Which those, makes sense. Those borders are huge, right? You let <laughs> MS-13 gang members walk across that border with fentanyl. Yep. We're only going to lose more kids. We're going to only have more strung out people in these cities. We'll have more people crapping on doorsteps. We'll we have more people passed out. We'll we have more people dying. It's sad. The borders need to be safe. They need to be protected. Just remember again to... We, we, we have this thing called Twitter now and Instagram now. You can see it. If you don't believe Mike Lomas or me, go online and look at it. You'll see the crisis at the border. You can look, Mike, 100,000 Americans, 100,000 yeah. plus Americans look, dying. Look, listen, listen to some of our podcasts that yeah. you, as you've interviewed frontline frontline uh, police officers that are in charge of those borders. Yeah. They will tell you what they see every single day. Folks, we are going to go one more break here. We're going to do a little rapid fire session. I'm going to throw about five or six topics at Lomas in the last 10 minutes. Let him comment on each one. There's a lot of good stuff from this week. If you need us throughout the week, 833 Guys, Download the app today. Don't forget to download the app. Financial Guys Media app. Turn on notifications. We'll be right back. 
When we invest in clean energy and electric vehicles and reduce population, what? Reduce population, more of our children can breathe clean air and drink clean water. All right, welcome back to Financial Guys Radio Show. Final segment here today, Mike Lomas, Mike Sparaza in studio. Mike, I'm going to throw a bunch of stuff at you here. Um, can, I, can I just read this real yeah, quick? Yeah, I, I'm sorry. Do, this you know, is hilarious. Good, My good. buddy just uh, uh, texted me this. Uh, this is a picture of Bernie Sanders. Says, I, all, I, I wasn't always filthy rich, but I did make millions selling socialism to nitwits. Stay ignorant, my sheep. That is so true. <laughs> so true. <laughs> so true. Selling selling socialism to nitwits. That's yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm using that. My buddy Tim said it's hilarious. I love it. That's exactly uh, I, right. Uh, it's on the money. It's what we say. Always selling about. socialism to nitwits. Yep. Spot on. It's I always say it with AOC, right? That the lady that loves socialism sells hoodies for $80. Yeah. Why oh, would you worth do that? Millions. Yeah. yeah worth Why millions. Worth millions yeah. now. Yeah. Just in a few years, somehow yeah. figured out how to make money. Yep. Yep. Ignorant, yep. ignorant, stay ignorant. My sheep. That's what you are. So, um, Mike, I'm going to go through some topics here. Number one, we'll try and get five or six topics in here. We got about 10 minutes left. Number one top it's, we're going to do like a morning mic session here, but just one minute per segment. Um, Mike, Kevin McCarthy leaving Congress in the end of the, at the end of December, he's had it. He says he's doing something new now. Mm. I will almost bet my life that it's going to go lobby in Washington. Oh and yeah. It'll be worth a hundred sure. million dollars in the next 10 for years. For sure. What's his net worth now? I that's think, good, let me well, see that's here. A good question. We let me that see. Up. What is his net worth here? A few million bucks. It doesn't say, uh, uh, yeah, let's find out his net worth today yeah, and yeah. look at his net worth in three to four years yeah. and see how many more millions. Oh, Kevin, oh, 45 million. 45 million. He'll get to 100. He'll get to, oh, he'll get to the, oh, what is that, nine figures? Yeah, oh, 45 will figures. look like nothing. Yeah. So he's he's had his time. Thanks for all your hard work, Kevin. Here's your $45 million. Yeah. Did you create buildings or the next pharmaceutical drug that's going to help stop cancer? Oh, yeah. no. What did you do, Kevin? We don't know. Thank sure. you for your service. Here's your $45 million. Uh, yeah. Bye-bye. That, 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 Bye-bye. Uh, the door couldn't hit his behind fast enough on the way out. Yeah. And uh, Patrick McHenry, the uh, who is the acting speaker, he's also leaving too. Seems to be a certain type of person, Mike, that's really saying they're not coming back once Donald Trump is now up 50 points in the uh, <laughs> polls. Just yeah. saying. Um, all right, Mike. Topic number two, I'm going to move. This is actually going to be a clip. This is our fearless leader, Joe Biden, sounding completely competent once again. Um, this is talking about his son, Hunter, when he's asked about um, he's asked about the business dealings that he said weren't real. Polling by the Associated Press that shows that almost 70 percent of Americans, including 40 percent of Democrats, believe that you acted either illegally or unethically in regards to your family's business interests. Can you explain to the Americans uh, why you're not in jail? This impeachment inquiry. Why you interacted with so many of your son and brothers, foreign business associates? <laughs> I'm not going to comment. I did not, and it was just a bunch of lies. You didn't interact oh, with many of their lies. business associates. I did not. Really? What about lies. the one on videotape? <laughs> the guy. Yeah. yeah. What, what about yeah. the some, some of the stuff on videotape? What about the fact that there's actually wire transfers right into your bank account from China for two hundred fifty thousand bucks? Yeah. It's yeah. unreal. What about the hypocrisy that's going on? All right the information now. we have on the laptop. <laughs> yeah. Anything? No, the anything? laptop. Anything. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Could you imagine? Yeah. They're going after Donald Trump for his real estate dealings 
30 years ago, when, by the way, he was a superstar with the Democrats because he gave them money and Republicans money. They all loved him. They had no problem with his real estate dealings 30 years ago. Now they have a problem with it. They don't have a problem with this. Nice to see the media finally stepping up a little bit. Uh, nice to see Twitter being, you know, a, a place where it's a little bit fair and balanced and actually right. some of the stuff can get out. That's right. Uh, by the way, Mike, real quick, uh, Charlie Kirk tweeted this this week. Here's topic number three of our rapid fire. The Mueller team accidentally, I know crazy, accidentally erased all the data off not one, not two, but 27 phones by repeatedly inputting the wrong password. Mm. The FBI gave immunity deals to these members of Hillary Clinton's team and oh. for destroying their laptops. Then they didn't prosecute anyone at all. Well, that's easy to answer. Gosh, the answer is climate change. Gosh darn it. Those, yeah, climate change did that. Those pesky iPhones. Yeah, yeah it's climate change. Gun. Yep. Um. Topic number uh, four, Mike. This is one of my favorite things ever. Um, Donald Trump talking about will he be a dictator on day one? <laughs> we love this guy. He says, you're not going to be a dictator, are you? I said, no, 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 other than day one. <laughs> he knows how to troll. I know it's a short clip, but he knows in the left all day yesterday, this yeah. week with the media. Oh, my God, look what he did. This guy could be a dictator. Yeah. Uh, well, what he does is he puts himself in the media. Yep. Something yep. that the Republican Party has not still been able to figure out for yep. most of them. Even on local races, you have to sort of figure out a way to get yourself in there. And, and the, the, he knows they're going to run with it. Yep. He sets them up. He baits them. Love yep. it. <laughs> uh, Joe Biden doing a quick, uh, this is, the, I'm just making a statement here, did a press conference on Ukraine again this week and then said that Republicans won't close the border. All righty. That sounds good. Uh, <laughs> but they believe it. <laughs> they do. They believe it. They do. They'll literally look right in the camera and say, there's not a problem at our southern border. Nope. Meanwhile, we have a record amount of kids dying of fentanyl, 93% of that coming over our southern border. We have videotapes of people yep. everywhere. And these are, by the way, these are not people with three-piece suits on waiting for their with their law degrees and their uh, – you know, they're, they're, uh, you know, their welding degree in hand, ready to go to work. These, they, uh, they, by the way, we hear families, families, families. And all, all you see is 25 to 30 year old men. Yep. This Mike, this was uh, also pure gold by Donald Trump this week, talking about if he was to fight uh, Joe Biden as Joe Biden once wanted to do. I think he's in bad shape physically. Do you remember when he said, I'd like to take him behind the barn. If he took me behind the barn and I went like this, <laughs> I believe he fell over. I believe he. I, I can't. I just can't. I love the man so much. Oh, really he's hilarious. Um, all right, Mike. Next topic here. I miss him. I, I do. Him. He'll be back. He'll be back. Trust me, um, Mike. This is my new favorite television show, uh, Morning Joe on MSNBC. Joe Scarborough and his wife. Uh, do a show every morning there. Mm -hmm. The panic is now truly setting in, not just for them, for a lot on the left. You mentioned it earlier with the dictator talk and that Trump's going to steal your rights. Trump's going to jail you. Trump's going to potentially kill they are you. They're such scum. They're yeah. such scum. Here's what you have to worry about if Donald Trump gets elected. Safe borders. Yeah. You have to worry about the fact that we might drill for some of our own oil and be energy independent. Yep. And it might cost you half to fill your car up. Yep. We might also bankrupt Russia and Iran if we can get fuel prices down low enough. And they are going to have to stop fighting. So we will have peace in the Middle East. You have to fear having more money, folks. That's, yeah, right. that's your fears. This is Morning Joe, though. Well, I mean, Willie, think about it. If any other politician in American history were asked the question, are you going to be a dictator? Well. <laughs> no. 
Donald Trump never answered it. Mm-hmm. He never answered no. it. No, he did. He said yes. And the, yeah. when he said, and yeah, I just want to say just for day one. He's going to be a dictator. <laughs> no. Donald Trump never answered uh, it. This is why nobody believes these scumbags. I, exactly. That's why nobody <laughs> believes these scumbags anymore, right? That's why their ratings, this guy's got a national show and our ratings are better. Yep. More people listening to us on a Saturday than yep. watching this dirt ball throughout the uh, entire country. And, and Mike, to your point, again, I, we've said this at, at length, you guys have said it for 20-something years, and I'm now saying it more and more. Like This is why people like me now think, that this t- this party as a whole is mentally ill and disturbed because they are. They are. They, they are just they are sick puppies. They can't. They cannot. Trump derangement syndrome. I said this on the air. I'll say it one more time. Trump derangement syndrome has infected far more than COVID ever did. Yeah. Trump derangement syndrome has infected tens of millions of people in this country and across the world, by the way, hundreds of millions of people. They are petrified of him, Mike. And I'm going to play a clip to end the show today from Rush Limbaugh. Uh, who's who's sadly not with us anymore, but there's a clip that he talks about, Mike, and I'm going to play it here. What do we got? Two minutes left. I'll play it in about a minute. But talks about th- they can't deal with Trump because they know who supports Trump, and that's their fear. It really isn't Donald Trump, Mike. It's people like you, Glenn, Hayflick, Ryan Stein, people in our office, me. They they fear that there's more people that believe in Trump and that love Trump's America first message, and they can't live with that. That's the scary thing. Yep. Um, let me just see if I have one more topic before we go into Rush Limbaugh to finish the show. Oh, Tish James. I wanted to mention this. Tish James uh, still talking about Trump's Mar-a-Lago property at $25 million, Mike. <laughs> I asked Don Jr. I did not hear a response back from Don Jr. if I could possibly buy that house yeah he did not respond um I'm <laughs> if hoping- you can buy that for 25 million yes. bucks we are yes. putting together an investment group yes today yes and today. We, we will have that um so let me just play this mike real quick i just want to play rush limbaugh to end the show and then we can do a quick close here but this is this i, I found this the other day it's an old clip obviously um but it says everything about what we're living through right now I know they desperately want Trump gone, and I I know that they desperately want it codified that Trump cannot run again. Because make no mistake, they remain scared to death of you, and they remain scared to death of Trump. Uh, Trump, 75 million, 80 million votes. And I'm going to tell you, you're not going anywhere. Even if Trump does, you're not. They can't separate you from Trump. And more importantly, they can't separate you from the ideas. They can't separate you from MAGA. They can't separate you from Make America Great Again, which I think remains one of our big campaign strengths going forward. So that's Rush Limbaugh years ago talking about Trump. And and Mike, I, I think that sums it up. And I think, again, whoever you support, I think you got to get behind the guy that actually can win and act. And again, I, I will be tough on Trump if he doesn't do what he says and drains that swab. I'll give you the last 30 seconds, Mike. Yeah, well, he needs to drain this. They yep. should have done that the first two years yep. he was in office. Yep. He did a lot of great stuff, right? Protecting our border, yep. cutting the capital gains tax, making yep. it more attractive to do business, uh, being energy independent. We weren't dependent on terrorist organizations to buy our fuel, right? Created all kinds of jobs, record amount of economic prosperity. Uh, but you know, the, but you got to get rid of these agencies. They are cancer and you got to cut it out. You know, Department of Education, you know, the, these things need to go bye bye. Yep. They need to go bye bye. Let the Democrats try to fight to rebuild them over the next 50 years.
Folks, that'll do it. Mike Lomas, Mike Sparaza in studio today. Thank you again for listening. If you need us throughout the week, 833-FIN-GUYS. We are a one-stop financial shop. I know Medicare season is over, but as Phil Provenzano told us, there still may be time. Give our office a yeah. call. You bought the wrong plan. Time yep. to fix it. So Give us a call. That's right. If you need home, auto, business insurance, financial planning, life insurance, group benefits, college planning, give the financial guys a call, 833-FIN-GUYS. Download the app, folks. Download it today, the Financial Guys Media app. Turn on notifications. Ann and I will be in uh, Arizona for the Turning Point USA America Fest next week, and I did do an interview. I forgot to mention this, Mike. I should have with Denise D'Souza this week. That is available now on the Financial Guys Media app, so download that. Got to get our podcast. That's an awesome interview. That's right, podcast. Download the app, folks. We will see you next Saturday. Thanks again for joining us.